Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Baggies Broadcast. It is season three. It's episode 20. This isn't Nathan Judah, thankfully. This is Luke Hatfield. I'm back. I'm back in the country. Uh, and as ever, I'm joined by a man who I must admit I did miss during my time sunning it up in Thailand, Joe Massey. Oh, did you miss me? I did a little bit. Oh, that's lovely. Lovely. I'm still not going to be nice to you. When you said thankfully there, is that thankfully for yourself? Because things have been going rather well, haven't they, while you've been gone? Things I mean, have been like, going well, yeah. Judah has had a, like, a very big impact in terms of not only have Albion been winning like every week. Yeah. Competition, mate. We had a competition winner last week. You have got to up your game, young man. That is what Judah is bringing to this podcast. What are you going to do? This is what Judah does, right? He fills podcasts with little bits of like shiny segments, I like to call them. You substance. You're substance. I'm all substance, mate. Substance over style. Exactly. You oh, know. right, okay. Nine times out of ten, no one wins them bloody competitions. <laughs> no, but when you're not here, mate, people win them. People win a lot Albion while I'm gone. win as well. Yeah, um... Yeah, I'd, it was more thankfully just because of the unadulterated lies that came out in the podcast, which oh, we will okay. address later. Okay. We will address later on. Um, I'm not one for for, for 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 lying in podcasts. You're not? No. Neither are we. Uh, Nathan Judah certainly is. That's um, really not true. I'll defend him to the tail. <laughs> how have you been, Joe? I've been all right, mate. I've been very, very well, thank you. Yeah. Um, been... Been been good, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure just like watching Albion. And it sounds it sounds like it just has. Me and um, I was talking to Joe Chapman the other day from Birmingham Mail, and we were like, we where were we walking out of Bristol City? Walking out of Bristol City, both of us had like absolutely loads of work to do, mm. and we were like, thank God we're so good. Do you know what I mean? Like, how easy is this? Like, yeah. it's absolute like it's absolute privilege. Like, we're walking out of Bristol City. Team us in the playoff zone, absolutely tonked them. I mean, it was embarrassing how, how much better Albion were than Bristol City that day. Mm. It's been like that now for like, what are you doing? You um, coming in for a kiss? I'm just checking something on the microphone. <laughs> I know you've missed me, mate, but there's a line. Is that all right now? Yeah, it's better now. Oh, good. Um, nice little moment, wasn't there? Nothing I mean, you, you, you thought I was coming <laughs> You, the funny thing was, you didn't pull away. I didn't. You didn't pull away. I embraced you, it. You let in. Uh, so, yeah, an answer to your question, mate. I'm very well. Very, very well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was gone for two weeks. I must admit... Missed it was, you too, by the way. Oh, cheers, mate. It was, it, was, it was nice to have that mid-season break. I kind of understand why the Premier League have done it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been gone away. Uh, no coronavirus to report. We hope. We hope we got a two-week incubation period. Uh, funny story, I did mention this to you off-air, but I thought it was podcast-worthy. Uh, a friend of mine who went has been given two weeks off work, paid. Just for going? Just for going. Absolutely mental. It's like a bonus, say. So he gets a month off instead of just yeah, two yeah, weeks. Yeah, he's got to Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah just just for going to, to a coronavirus risk area. Uh, my girlfriend, she told Still her Still a girlfriend, work, is she? Still my girlfriend. Not... not- Oh, not fiance. I heard this chit chat. No, no, no. Dearie, dearie, me. Um, it's only a matter of time before she leaves you. We did have an 11 year anniversary while we were up there. 11 year anniversary? <laughs> you were in Thailand on your 11 year anniversary and you didn't think to do anything about it? No. <laughs> oh, dear, mate. Oh, dear. It's a miracle nice she's sticking around. It really is. <laughs> Uh, treat him mean, keep him keen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what was I talking about? No, so my girlfriend went away. 
uh, with us, of course, uh, told her work. They rung her up 10 minutes after we landed. 10 minutes after we landed, we were still in the airport, asking her how she was. You got any symptoms? Uh, if you experience any, two weeks off, no questions asked, paid. Uh, and another friend who's a teacher, same situation. Shows any kind of symptoms, she gets two weeks off. Mensa. Ex- Express and star. Oh, mate, we would have been so sympathetic and caring. I've got no doubt about it. Uh, no phone call. No email. <laughs> Look, just rock up at 8am on Wednesday, would you? Oh, yeah. by the way, on Saturday, you're going to the Hawthorns. However many thousand people. And, and on Sunday... About 22,000, maybe 22,000 people. You should know that. Being an I mean, friend, but, yeah. I should know that. You should know that. Yeah. You once said there was 35,000 people at the Hawthorns on a video. Yeah, yeah, do you know why I said there was 35,000 people? Because the day before, I'd done a historical piece, on, and there was 35,000 people there. That is why that happened. But yeah, that was ages ago. I'm it was a while ago. I shouldn't really bring that up. Um, but then the day after, guess where I am? One of the biggest grounds in the country, Wembley Stadium. Wembley Stadium. If I've got coronavirus, I tell you what, I'm going to be Your face zero is going to be everywhere, mate. You're going to be all over the news. It's going to be like, this man, this man is the reason why so many people have got it you're going to be like one of those mass spreaders and I'm now currently just locked in a room with you <laughs> to tell you what you almost no, just kissed me and yeah nearly um, and, and no Albion fans are going to want to speak to me at fan comes are they uh, I don't know we're going to have to wear a mask you. I think they've missed you I got, I've got a mask I could wear a mask wear your mask bit frightening but yeah we'll see um, but no Ines either must love me so much or must love me so little that they're just like, no, come back into work. Yeah, and, and all the rest of us, they're not bothered about you affecting the rest of us. Oh, yeah, not at, no. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Could um, be a lot of jobs coming up at ENS soon. <laughs> <laughs> Albion reporter job opening yeah. up. Uh, that'd be interesting. Um, how did you get on without me? Well, like I said, mate, very, very well. It's a, it's a big, you have got her up your auntie, mate. I've seen someone say it on, on Twitter. I had paternity leave off, let's be honest, Albion's collapsed. If we're yeah, being honest, they yeah. did, they collapsed, they were, they were dreadful. Couldn't live without you. Couldn't live without me, you, more than live without you. If anything, we don't want you back. So, big... I, I can understand why they wouldn't want a, a Villa fan rocking up to the games. Who's a Villa fan? We, not, we all know who's a Villa fan here. Big stakes for you for the next couple of weeks, mate. Big game for you on Saturday, Wigan. <laughs> you, got, you better I've got pray. To be, I've got to be you on my own game. Pray, yeah. Um... Let's right. talk, let's talk, let's talk, should we talk about Preston? Yeah, I can do, mate, yeah. Hit and miss. Hit and miss? Hit and miss. As if there was any misses, go on. Well, the miss, there are a couple misses. Okay. One of them isn't really related to the game, if I'm being honest with you. Well, okay. it kind of is. First hit, um, Captain Fantastic, Jake Livermore. He's just getting better and better. It's, I mean, I, all I am doing now is talking about Jake Livermore, it seems. My wife was actually giving me stick at home the other day. She was banging on about how much I'm talking about Jake Livermore. Um, In the bedroom? (laughs) (laughs) This podcast has already taken a number of turns I was not expecting. I'm only a couple of minutes in. Everyone was thinking it. (laughs) Everyone was thinking, Joe, are you talking about Jake Livermore at home? Um, Yeah, mental. mental. I can't stop talking about Jake Livermore, basically. Um, In the office, all I do is harp on about Jake Livermore. Um, If you could, would you rename your second child Jake? Yeah, move it on from Thomas Hal Robson Carno to Jake. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Jake Livermore is rapidly becoming my favourite player, I think. Um, yeah, I love him. He's just so good at football, it's ridiculous. Like, not, not like Mateus Pereira good, in terms of like quality on the ball. We all know that yeah. he's a magician. Um, but yeah, he's just been absolutely sensational. I think there's probably a case that he's now playing the best football of his career. 
Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, he's been so good in, in the last two in particular. And yeah, I just think, I just what more could you possibly, possibly want from a captain? He is just so inspirational. The way he's winning the ball high up the pitch, he's, he's dragging everyone else forward. And that was the thing at Bristol City. I mean, I've hardly done about this in videos or whatever uh, since that game, but... It's worth reiterating the point that Bilic at this moment in time does not want to talk about individual performances, basically. If we ask him about individuals, he doesn't want anyone getting praise for, basically, guys in Albion to promotion when Albion haven't won promotion. Like, yeah. It's all about now the, the group, the collective, and getting over the line. So he doesn't want to wax lyrical about this player or that player or whatever. He had to talk about Livermore after the game at Bristol City. He described it as Jake's win. Um, and it was because he physically like dragged his team about 20 yards up the pitch just mm. by pressing so high pressing with such intensity winning the ball just he was absolutely magnificent it was like the definition of like grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck and just yeah. hauling your team over the line like he really did do that um i gave him a 10 out of 10 in my player ratings i've been absolutely battered for that in the office absolutely battered it's not very often you give a 10, is it? Uh, I've only given two 10s, I think, this season, um, which was obviously Livermore the other day and Pereira against Swansea. Is that, was that, the, was that the, the player ratings that I wrote and you rewrote? Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> You've taken that well, haven't you? Oh, I took it glad, brilliantly. Glad yeah. you remembered that. I was so happy with my Mateus Pereira description as well, and you just tore it apart. And the best it. bit was when someone tweeted in, so I really like what you wrote there, Luke, but it was actually what I wrote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That, that, hurt, that hurt. That hurt on levels I've never, I've never felt before. <laughs> I kept a lot of what you did. What like words like the yeah and ah. <laughs> I didn't keep a lot of what you did. Bless you. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, but yeah, Livermore, amazing, absolutely amazing. Best footballer his career. Well, he deserves all the credit. Like he's the one who trimmed down in the summer. He mm. had a look at himself in the close season, probably before that, and made a real effort to. Changes physique, I think, is the best way of saying it. Because I think he was obviously always supremely fit. Yeah. But I think he was more, like, stocky, more muscle um, last season. He's lost that weight, which was good weight, but muscle weight. Yeah. Um, and it's just made him a lot more lean. Lot can get a lot around the pitch a lot easier. Um, and he's now just a marvellous, marvellous... And so what I was going to say is, is his standards are so high. He's driving this on. Mm. Like... Billich and Livermore are the two that are making sure that no one, there's no one around and the standards are allowed to slip. He's just so important. He is. Brilliant. And you, you see more and more of these little clips of Jake Livermore. It's not necessarily the goals or, you know, an assist, but it's like charging down a clearance. And, yeah, and that's what it's all like about. Stuff yeah. like that. That's the sort of stuff that really gets fans at the Hawthorns on their feet. Because, yes, you can always say, you know, goals are the, are the reason you come to games, but a strong challenge, you know, someone busting a gut to get from one side of the pitch to the other and block a clearance, that kind of stuff, it wins fans as well, doesn't it? Yeah, and like, I think Billich said something really interesting. We've mentioned this on the podcast before as well about Callum Robinson. Robinson just shoots, doesn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. He loves a pop-up goal. And um, I think me watching it, and maybe fans, I don't know, but like, you just think, oh, like, Sometimes you don't have to shoot every time or whatever. Not, I'm not saying that about Robinson per se, but I'm just saying sometimes you look at a shot from 20 yards, 25 yards, and you think, what, what was the point in that really? Mm. Like, you're not going to score from there. Um, but Bilic said that even those shots 
they're like they create panic mm. they make the opposition think they put them on the back foot slightly and that's what Callum Robertson's brought but Livermore it's the same thing with Livermore it's like that, that intensity and winning the ball high just even if it's not effective mm. in that one instance it makes the opposition think that they're, they're, all of a sudden they're thinking as soon as I'm on as soon as I get this ball someone's going to be on me Jake Livermore is going to be steaming in I've got no time to think it creates panic Keeps you honest, doesn't it? Keeps you honest, yeah. And that's what Livermore's doing. Livermore's winning the ball, first and foremost. It's, it, I mean, he's pressing, winning the ball. He's just being absolutely sensational. But there's no doubt about it. If you're playing out, if you're a defender, an opposition defender playing Albion at the minute, you'll have done your analysis in the last couple of weeks and you'll be like, basically, as soon as I get that ball, probably going to have Jay Livermore snapping at my heels. Yeah. Um, but just, I'm going to just ramble on about Livermore, all right? I know I'm going on and on and on and on. It's fine, mate, it's fine. But just how much of a legend he is that having got that 10 out of 10 performance, like that, how well he played that day mm. against Bristol City, he then took over the Sawyer's role the following game. Yeah. Like, think how well he played and how much he must have wanted to replicate that performance. But he was like, no, I'll be the one that sits behind Kravinovic and Harper, essentially. Yeah. Bear in mind that it's been revealed today, Bilic initially earmarked Harper for that role. Mm. Livermore said, no, I'll do it. I'll take over that defensive side of it. Let Harper go forward. And, yeah, he's basically... Although he played in central midfield, Livermore did not play in the same role he played when he was so good in the previous outing. But yeah. he just doesn't care, does he? he just wants, he's just going to put the team first at every single opportunity. Oh, I'm just going to say it again. Love him. Top just quali- love him. Love top him. quality skipper, <clears throat> isn't he, at the moment? Uh, miss. Charlie Austin. Wasn't a happy bunny. I'm really glad you brought this up because um, there's a lot of questions about it, and I was going to like thanks for asking the question because I really do need to talk about it. But basically, we've had like Austin's very, very. This is a bit like a podcast exclusive. Oh yeah. Um, Austin's very, very, very upset with the reaction. It, it looked he, he wasn't upset going off. He, he's he's lashed out his arm. I think not lashed out his arm, but like he looks. An assistant's kind of gone to tap him, hasn't he? And he's kind of. Almost like shrugged him off. Shrugged him off, yeah. Um, and like, basically, the clip doesn't doesn't look great. Mm. But what I've been told is that he wasn't angry. Like he just wanted to get off the pitch, get into the changing room, changes, get out of his kit, and get back out on the pitch so he could do a proper warm down. Yeah. Um, is that determined to try and force his way in and play play a part in the, in the end of the season? That and apparently, from what I've been told, he's really upset slash annoyed. Um, at the hysteria that's come from that clip. Mm. He is, like, just not unhappy at all. Um, and I think if you want proof of that, look at his celebration um, when Robson Carney scored that third goal at Bristol City. I yeah. mean, Austin goes wild. Um, he's so a team player. Um, like, he's, he's taken this role as a sub as, like, Gracefully, that's the word, isn't it? As yeah. gracefully as he can, really. Because a lot of players wouldn't take it so well, would they? Um, especially when you're Charlie Austin. Let's be like, look, the truth is, my opinion of Charlie Austin is I don't think the West Brom move has been the best for him because of the way Billich sets up. Yeah, I've said that before as well. I think if Bill- I think if Austin now was in a team where everything was set up to, for the striker to score goals, where you're laying on the chances for one man, mm. I think he he banged them in. I really do. He's not lost that. I see. He is a finisher, Charlie. Saw it, saw it against Blues back back when. Exactly. Um, but Albion playing a very different way. It's all about the wide players essentially. Whether it was four two three one or four three three, it's Pereira, isn't it? It's Callum Robinson now. Mm. It's and how Robson kind of links them in so well 
But um, yeah, I just think that and Austin's desperate to play his part, but he's he's handled it all so well, and he's absolutely not unhappy at all. Mm. Absolutely not. He's only the only thing I'm not happy with is the hysteria around that clip. He just thinks it was a non-event, and I think in five seconds, it's just captured something which looks like it it isn't really. This is the thing you can have like moments like in day to day life, like. Um happened to me the other day well I say the other day before I went away walking to the train station when I'm walking around I, I don't look like an approachable bloke I don't you look think. miserable yeah I look like a, a right moody bugger um, but I'm not angry <laughs> like now you look so angry yeah, I'm, not, I'm not angry I'm just I'm just uh, you know it's just resting bitch face I think yeah yeah and, and you don't know the context of a situation and you, I mean I said it right at the start I said Charlie Austin wasn't a happy bunny because you look at that five second clip and he doesn't look happy but at the end of the day, he's the only one who knows how he's feeling. Yeah, yeah. If he was, if he's fine, then he's fine. He is fine, and like, it's so like, isn't that like how football is now? Like, Mike, how every little thing is like examined, and every little moment is captured. And mm. the truth is, he's just walked down the tunnel. Um, he hasn't done it, and he doesn't. He isn't. He's not beaming about it. Um, and he has. It does. It does look. It does look like he's cross. Um, but. It is five seconds, and it's an absolute. It is from. It's a non-event, and like I said, if you want, if you want, an Austin celebration at Bristol Shea shows he's a team player. He, he really, really is. You might have just needed the bathroom. <laughs> you might need the bathroom, yeah. Just <laughs> rushing to get to the bathroom. Who knows? Um, hit Raheem Harper. Uh, didn't expect to see him starting, especially not considering how his season's gone. Uh, but as you said, put in a good performance. Yeah, I, thought I did. I did expect him. I thought he would start just because he has forced his way onto the bench. Mm. Um, Barry's obviously had this um, minor knock. I think it's with his calf. Um, can't remember all, all the injuries in the minute. Everyone seems to have calf problems. Gibbs and and Dean Garner. But um, <clears throat> yeah, Barry, Barry has been sidelined. But Harper, Billich said when um, <clears throat> it was a lad from Watford. They didn't sign. Can you remember? Oh, uh, well, I can't quite remember his name. Um... Keener, Domingos yeah, Keener. Yeah, Domingos Keener. Um, basically, like that, obviously a lot of that was in, <laughs> interlinked with the Chris Brunt deal, but when it didn't go through, Bilic did say that it's time for Harper to step up. Mm. Um, and it seems like he has, he's up his ante in training. He's basically said that himself. He, told, he was told by Bilic that he was going to have to up his ante in training if he was going to be involved. He's done that. <clears throat> and, I mean, look, I've, I've, got, I've, <clears throat> I've not seen an awful lot of him. Because I've only been watching Albion this year um, mm. properly, so but there's no doubt about it. He's got absolutely everything, hasn't he? I mean, everything a player could want. Yeah. Um, he really ticks every box. Um, <clears throat> it's just going to be discipline and how much he wants it. I think I'm not saying he doesn't want it. I don't know. I don't know him. I'm just saying like it's going to come down to those sort of mental factors mm. um, of how good a player he is. Um, but yeah, I thought he did. I thought he did. Very well, yeah. Very steady performance. <clears throat> uh, someone who won't be impressed with his performance, uh, Darnell Fisher. Mm. Sending off for him. Uh, he's he's the miss. Although, I don't know whether it's... Is it a red card? So, uh, I wanted to ask Bilic about this. It, uh, someone else asked him in the end. but Because for Bilic, nothing is a red card. Like, ever. He's like... But you could you could go in two feet. Yeah, Billich would send you out like punching. He does not. Like, he doesn't like. He, he he thinks the game's gone. He really does. He doesn't think Nathan Ferguson's against Charlton was a red. How is he going to cope with VAR next season if they go up? <laughs> <with me? laughs> he doesn't think Pereira's um, <clears throat> alleged elbow 
should have been a, an, um, a retrospective ban. <clears throat> and he said he didn't think... And as always with Bilic, he's always fair. Mm. He always says it both sides. Um, he didn't think Soyuz's was a red either um, at Bristol City. Mm. Um, and, he's, and he said he didn't think Daniel Fisher's was a red. And I agree with him. Like, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of those that, like you were saying earlier, about those tackles that get the crowd going. Like, yeah. 30 years ago, that gets a roar, doesn't it? People that, that gets a pie on and get up, mate. Yeah, that's like, yeah, crack on, mate. Yeah, that's yeah. everyone's loving that challenge. It is, it is dangerous. He is, he is over the ball, um, but he does win the ball. Um, look. I don't think Callum <clears throat> Robinson saw any malice in it either. He goes down and he stays down, but he knows what he's doing. He knows yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. Um, look, by the rules, it's a red card, isn't it? Mm. Um, but. It is very... It is harsh. It is harsh. If it's an Albion player, you're a bit good, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, but you wouldn't... You'd understand it as well. Like the Ferguson one. I think that... Uh, that's what Billich... Billich is against all these red cards, but the bo- as per the rules, Ferguson would have to go. And Sawyers would have to go as well. You can't put mm. your hand on another player's throat. No. Um, that is the, the <clears> definition <throat> of violent conduct. Yeah, I mean, he did... I mean, he only stroked him, really. Do you know what I mean? He didn't do a lot. He didn't really hurt him. He didn't, well, he didn't hurt him at all. Um, it was tame, but you can't do that. You can't do that, and that's, and that's why he got a red card. I must admit, I did re-watch the Ferguson tackle. Um, just It was on a video on Twitter. And I, I looked at it back, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll take the red card there. It's Ferguson's he, worse than Fishers. I haven't seen Ferguson's for a while. He flew into it. I mean, it was, just, it was. I think it was a slightly <clears> different <throat> angle. I think it was an angle from low down. I think it was recorded from the crowd. And he flies into it. Yeah. So I can kind of, looking back, I mean, the angle we have, you're kind of above it and you almost see it from almost like a broadcast style. And you might, you might not always see the speed. Yeah, and no, I agree with that. Whereas when you low down, you do see the speed of it. Um, and he went in pretty quick. Yeah, they are red cards by the letter of the law. The final hit, me being on holiday. <laughs> That's a hit. It is a hit because Albion just kept on winning. Yeah. Um, we kind of covered it but <laughs> I tell you what if Albion want to send me away for however long if they're going to keep winning games I'll go on holiday yeah if I'm, as long as I'm still getting paid we'll send um, you away we'll see how the next couple of results go Mike crowdfund watch, watch them lose against Wigan yeah I'll get your cheap flight somewhere <laughs> <laughs> um, and miss uh, Nathan Judas blatant lies which leads us on to a segment. Oh my god, you're actually putting a segment I'm... about yourself and your podcast. How it's vain not, it's are not, you? It's not about me. It's about Nathan Judah and his lies. No, well, the lies are the, the, the discussion. Don't do a segment about you, Luke. That's embarrassing, mate. Just move on now. Let's talk about football. I'm not moving on. I've, I've refused to. Oh, by the way, I've got you're the not inside. Do a I've segment about track. yourself, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going full Rafa Benitez. Uh, <laughs> Look, we've got actual listeners. People listen to this. You can't just sit there and have a rant. And they'll look forward. You rant every week. Yeah, about Albion. Oh, well, this is kind of about Albion. No, it's not. It's about yourself. No, it's about Albion. Um, All right, well, you make a point and I'll tell you if it's about you or Albion. If we did it, if we didn't... It's a fact. I am not playing mind games. I am talking about facts. Did you hear that? Rafa Benitez saying he's talking about facts. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Shall we listen first to what Nathan Judas said? Are you going to play it? Yeah, I've got it all here. Is this one of those things you're going to insert into the podcast so I don't have to listen to it, or do I have to listen well, to it? Well, I'm going to I'm going to insert it in so it's going to sound better, but we we probably probably should listen to it ourselves. Okay, all right. Then. He's baggy through and through. He's, he's just so West Bromwich Albion, isn't he? I've given him the option before. Um, Luke works on digital. 
um, alongside me. I've been meaning to get this story in and I keep forgetting to do it, so I'm glad Go you're going to do it. I know what story you're going to tell. I know what oh, you're maybe not. Say. No, no, no. I'm just saying that I've given him the option many times. Um, obviously, I cover wolves, the majority of wolves, and if, if Albion or Warsaw or Shrews, oh, fall in between, then I can do them as well. Um, but as a Villa fan and Villa in the Premier League, he was, you know, he's obviously should be excited. He should be, you know, oh, brilliant. We get to cover them this year, which we do. So every week I give him the option of covering Aston Villa or West Brom. 14 times there's been a game this season where Albion and West Brom have been playing. Uh, 14. Albion and, Aston, Al, Albion and Aston Villa have been playing at the same time. I've said, Luke, you know, we cover them. Um, which game do you want to do? I'm pausing it. I'm going to come in first because that is true. That is not a lie. That is true. It and is also, a lie. No, it's not a lie, Luke, because I can remember coming over to you one day and you were saying to me, I can't remember what it was. It was Villa. I'll tell you what it was. It was Villa in the Carling. That's what it was. It was Villa in the, in the bloody League Cup semi final and you weren't down for it. And you said you'd rather go to Albion than go to that League Cup semi-final. Incorrect. No, it's not incorrect. That is factually correct. That is what you said. I covered both semi-final yeah, but, no, that, but that wasn't the case at the start of the week. You did cover both. But at the start of the week, you were only down to do Albion, I think. And this... you said you were pleased about that. You didn't want to go to the League Cup semi-final. You That's... wanted to do Albion. Let me clarify this. So Nathan Judas said want, every mate? week after the opportunity of covering Villa or West Brom. And I choose Albion 14 times, he says. I'll admit I prefer covering Albion, yeah. but for this reason, when I'm covering the Villa, I find it so hard to maintain an unbiased opinion. I've been in trouble with it before. You get in trouble at the Albion. You're dancing around when they score goals. You sing the songs for me. You sing what? the Slavin Village song. <laughs> this is a lie. It's not a lie. <laughs> it me is. and you sit there and we sing along with the crowd to the Slavin Village song. We do not. We do. What are you talking about? You don't even know you're doing it. We do do it. Either way. There's a reason that I cover Albion more than Villa. What I want is, I want, I want you to, I want any, I've said this, I think I said this last week, I want any Albion fan to write in now and tell me that if their team was in the Carling, League One, why do I keep saying Carling Cup fine? League I said Cup, Carling Cup earlier, to be fair. League Cup, semi-final, you would ever say, oh, do you know what, I don't fancy that, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, go to another game. That's what you said, mate. I didn't say that. You did say, you had the choice. You said you would rather cover Albion than go to the Villa League Cup semi-final. That is what you said. But I've just explained why. Yes, you did explain that. If you think that's a, a good enough reason, you're mental. You are actually mental. You turned down the chance to see your team in a League Cup semi-final. I know you got there in the end. I know you got there in the end. But that wasn't the case. And you had turned down the chance to see your team in a League Cup semi-final. Do you really want to carry on with your facts when I've absolutely obliterated you on the first one? I mean, you haven't obliterated me, but we're carrying I on. I think everyone will agree I've obliterated you. We're carrying on. 14 times he has chosen West Brom. So rather than going to his boyhood club, in, in inverted commas, the, the, the club that he loves and adores, he sacked them off. He gets to get paid to go and watch the team that he loves, but he'd rather go to the baggies. For me, that says absolutely everything. Well, I want to know if there's any Albion listeners who would ever choose that. You've got the option to go to out, work at Albion or yeah. work at Villa. Yeah. Why would you ever choose Villa? It's... I mean, if you're an Albion fan, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't, would you? No, no, no. And they're playing Premier League football as well, compared to Championship, which is fine. But for the glamour, and you say he likes the glamour, no, I want to be in the Championship. I want. To, I'm with these boys. I'm with Massey. I'm with the Baggies. I'm here. I'm here for the. I mean, it's I so think. Into it. I think. I think when they go up, he'll start tearing up. I think it'll be an emotional day for him to be fair. <laughs> it will be emotional. I'll, yeah. I'll be happy for Albion. I won't tear up. Another point. You announced on Twitter you're coming back from holiday 
Yeah. Yeah. You put Bangkok, tick. Koh Samui. Koh Samui, yeah. Tick. Koh Tao. Koh Tao, yeah. Whatever. Tick. Not a bad winter break, I do say myself. Onto the Hawthorns next weekend. And Wembley. And Wembley. And <laughs> Wembley. But onto. You couldn't even not talk about Albion when you were coming back from your holiday. You couldn't even wait to tell people you were looking forward to going to the Hawthorns. You're in Thailand. You're in Thailand. You've had a lovely two weeks off. And on your tweet return, you're telling people you're going to be back at the Hawthorns. Because it's in chronological order, man. Mate, you don't have to mention it at all. You don't have to say anything because you said great, great holiday. Bangkok, amazing. But no, no. In your tweet, you had to mention the Hawthorns. I've got to let people know I'm back working. No, you just cannot stop talking about it. We're carrying on. I don't want people... I genuinely want people... This is the beauty of Luke being away. Because mm. I worry sometimes that when people listen to the podcast, they actually believe what's coming out of his... They don't see his facial reactions. Mm. Yeah. When he's trying to give it the big end, saying, oh, no, I'm still Villa, I'm still yeah. Villa. We see him day in, day out. One million we? percent, yeah. But he loves it. He, he, he loves he loves that, that angle that we're going at. But really, he's absolutely 1,000% bought in. What, there's not even a question. It's not, not a question. There's not even a question. It's not a question. There's not even a question. It just frustrates me that he won't follow the Callum Robinson path and just embrace it. He's oh. got to embrace it. He's just got suck to embrace it, up. it. Just, just go on camera one day, quick piece to camera, go in the studio. I used to be an Aston Villa <laughs> fan. I'm not now. I'm Luke Hatfield. I love the bag. I'm a bag. I'm a, yeah, yeah, I'm a boing boing and then starts just bouncing up and down. Yeah, he needs to do it. So I've written, I've written a few things down from um, for, for Luke Hatfield about why he loves the baggies because. So, so I'll ask you. So Luke okay. Hatfield loves the baggies because? Because I've seen him jump up more than one occasion in the press box when Albion have scored. Now you've got to stay neutral in the press box. Yeah, he's right. I've seen that. Dude has never been at a game with me. He's never seen me. I sent him video evidence. When? What do you mean? I just—it's a, it's a running joke in the office, Luke, about how much you have turned and how much you love the baggies but won't admit it. So when you jump up and down in the press box, I send little videos to Nathan and go, "Look at Luke, Luke Hatfield again. He's showing absolutely no professionalism. He's lost his head and he's going running around singing Mateus Pereira songs." These lies are not going to get you anywhere, Joe Massey. I've seen him jump up more than one occasion. That's for me really poetic, but you can just tell when he's up there, fist, fist clenched. It's just astonishing. He loves it, doesn't he? Yeah. Luke Hatfield loves the baggies because... Because his screensaver, and I promise you that this is 1,000% true, his screensaver on his computer that he's left behind is Hal Robson Carno. It's not. It is. It's not. Nathan Judah would not ever say, don't you dare accuse Nathan Judah of saying something because 1,000% true. It's a lie, man. He would never say something as 1,000% true and not be, and not be true. You know me. If it was going to be any Albion player, which it isn't, who would it be? It would be Mateus Pereira. Why would it be Hal Robson Connor? He's your favourite player, not mine. <laughs> Is that actually true? One thing, go, go and see go and see it in a minute. It's unbelievable. That can't actually be true. Yeah, mate, go and see it. It's Is astonishing. It? I can't Hal wait Robson, to go and see yeah, it. About, about three weeks. He's had that for about three weeks. He's had that for three weeks. So, number two. more than me. Yeah, exactly. So, Luke Hatfield loves the baggies because? Because he only writes now in blue ink in Biro. <laughs> he doesn't write in black, red. Oh, if there, was a, if there was a gold, no, he'd snap it in half. Only writes in blue ink. Loves the baggies. Loves the baggies because? Loves the baggies because um, with his dinner, he brings his dinner lovely packed. I'm sure there's a big food thing going on in this podcast and when I've listened to it. Uh, brings his chicken in every day, but he also brings in, and people used to enjoy this thing back in the day, Luke's just turned 30, still has them, the potato alphabets, you know? Do you remember <laughs> the potato alphabets? 
but Luke uh, gets these alphabets or gets his missus to buy the alphabets and he'll only eat W, B and A letters. There you go. W, B and A letters. Incredible. He loves the baggies. Loves the baggies. You got one more? Yeah, I've got two more actually. Oh, why does Luke Hatfield love the baggies? Um, I wrote one. <laughs> he loves the baggies um, because uh, this Saturday that's just gone by, um, him and his 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 fiance. Oh, it's not fiance. It's girlfriend, but probably fiance soon. Yeah, he's he out, yeah. Ten years. What's he doing, man? Again, this is probably being covered. Anyway, <laughs> his lovely lovely girlfriend book, booked a temple tour, um, which is beautiful in uh, in in Thailand to go around and. Um, they had, I think it was £25 a ticket, individual tour, privately owned. Um, I think it was a six-hour tour, six or seven-hour tour, but fantastic. Once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. He sacked it off, took her to a go-go bar in Bangkok so he could watch, because <laughs> they was playing Baggies Forest to watch the last 60 minutes of the Forest game. He loves the Baggies. He loves the Baggies. He loves the Baggies. Last one. Last one. Luke Hatfield. He loves the Baggies. He loves the Baggies because yes. he's already listened to this podcast. <laughs> He's already listened to it. Haven't put it out yet. He's already listened to this podcast. I'll just, you know what? I'll just address them. Okay, you address I'll them. I'll address them. Facts. Yeah. It's quite rough in here. Um, I only write in blue ink. Look at my notes, mate. Navy blue. They're black. <laughs> Can't believe this. Potato alphabet letters. I mean, come on. I've never even heard of them. I've never seen you eat potato alphabet. I'll give you that one. I've never seen you eat potato alphabet letters. Um, but I wouldn't surprise me according to Nathan Judah I sacked off a temple tour to watch Albion versus Forest but you did watch the Albion game while you were in Thailand I caught the second half but you watched it you're on holiday in Thailand and you decided to catch the second half of an Albion game it was the evening I I was free there was a bar there was a TV on I also watched the Villa game which was grim by the way but you watched the Albion game on holiday watched the second half but um, good for you mate I'm glad you flew all that way to watch Albion and I listened to the podcast before it came out. That's impossible, but I did listen to it. Yeah. I was, I was sitting on You a, did text us while we were recording the podcast. Yeah, I tweeted saying I can't wait to listen to it. And you text. And you text Judah during the podcast. Did I? Yeah. Well, you, you tweeted and text about the podcast while the podcast was being recorded. He asked... You know why? No, I don't, it doesn't matter, mate. I, 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 you, it was out of the blue. It wasn't... Do you know why? No, you he made me in. work. He made me work from Thailand. He didn't have access to the Albion podcast Twitter account. So he sent me a tweet to tweet. Yeah, but you texted him saying, I can't wait to listen to it. And not only, but at the same time, you were still tweeting saying you can't wait to listen to it. I was looking forward to it. Yeah. I missed you. That's why. Was it me you missed? I actually think Nathan Judah is a real Closet Albion fan. Oh yeah, I've got into him, mate. I'm saving souls, I am. <laughs> I'm saving souls. I'm saving Judah's soul. I'm saving your soul, and I'm saving Liam Keane, who was, he is a Wolves fan, but he's now a Walsall reporter. Me moving on has got him the Walsall gig, and now he's so saddlers. He is a Walsall fan. Yeah, so I'm doing really well. But this is why I think Judah is. Um, Judah's been turned once before. He was a Borough fan. Yeah. A die-hard Borough fan as well. He went Borough home and away. European competition. He worked for Middlesbrough. He had the dream gig. Yeah. Now, he's gone and covered Wolves. All of a sudden, he's a Wolves fan. Oh, Wolves. I know, but do you reckon? I reckon if Middlesbrough were in the League Cup semi final and, and Judah had a choice to watch Middlesbrough or Wolves, he'd go watch Middlesbrough. No, he would not. Not like you, my friend. No, not he like would you. not. Either way, I think he's put himself down for the FA Cup game against Newcastle. You're gutted about that, aren't you? You just want to be at the Hawthorns, don't you? I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit gutted. Yeah. I'd like to have covered that game. Why? Because it's a Premier League op- opposition and it's the FA Cup. Everyone what? loves the FA Cup. 
Or is it because Albion will probably play a second string and you want that depth of knowledge about the team? <laughs> I just thought of something to say then. I can't say that on the <laughs> Albion podcast. Um, I thought that second went really well for you, Luke. I feel you've come out of it really like, um, well done. Well feel done. Your, <laughs> feel your lives have not benefited me one point here. Shall we go on to questions? <laughs> Please do. You're not happy about that segment at all, are you? Well, I feel like I won it, so I'm, I'm, I'm happier. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chris WBA. Um, Jesus Christ, is there going to be a question just about Albion? Um, did Luke wa- enjoy watching <laughs> the baggies from afar? It was alright. Although, the game I watched, it. the game I watched, Albion should have won, by the way. Was that Forrest? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they absolutely battered them. There's yeah. no way he's offside for me. No. He's, he's halfway across the goal line. I can feel your rage. I'm not getting into it. What was my favourite food in Thailand? Um, probably Pad Thai. Original. Um, Joe Massey Star, please sing my chant for him. I will one day. You're not going to sing on the podcast? I, did, I literally sung it. You could actually record it at the end. We were... I actually wanted him to leave the... We came, we came into the office, didn't we? This room we're in. Yeah. And I did start singing the song. And I said we could have that for the start of the podcast. Um, but then you did an actual proper intro. Shall we change the intro music to it? You know, people don't want me singing a song for the intro music. I am a dreadful singer. Auto-tune? Oh, a bit of auto-tune. <laughs> oh, you've perked up yeah. that idea, haven't you? Um, we'll sing it together. No, we won't. We won't. I um, did sing it, though, Chris. I have sung it today to him. Will you promise to sing it if Albion go up? What, what's your promise again if, if, you, if Albion go up? I've got to change uh, my Twitter profile picture for a day. To you in an Albion shirt? No, I think it's an Albion... Like Badge. one of the face swaps, I think it was longer than a day because I can remember us having a debate on. No, it was you said day, day, but I, I, I got. No, you. I think I said an hour, and you were like, "No, no, it wasn't an hour." <laughs> I definitely, it was definitely a week. We'll have to listen back. Anyone know? Does it, if anyone knows? If anyone knows, yes. Because we don't really remember. No, but we will listen back if we have to. Hamza Derby, do you think the club should look at signing Crobb and Robinson permanently in the summer, despite Benfica and Sheffield United both intending on keeping them? And how likely would a permanent signing be? That's an interesting one. Would either would either side really want to? I think we've got a better chance of getting Croft. So, I would sign them both now. Uh, I think the Robinson one is slightly dependent on Dean Garner. The, the situation from Dean Garner, what I've heard, the rumour on the grapevine is that West Ham would quite like for him to secure a Premier League loan next season. You're about Dean Garner. Yeah. So, which I still think is absolutely mental. If I was West Ham, I'd be playing him. Mm. Um, but that's what we've heard. Look, a lot can happen between now and August. But there are the rumours on the grapevine that potentially Dean Garner could go on a Premier League loan next season. If he does, you'd imagine it will be to Albion. You'd like to think Albion can go up. They're in pole position. Aren't they? And he absolutely loves it, Dean Garner, at Albion. He's very, very, very happy. He was very keen to stay in January. If Dean Garner loan was available for all next season, then obviously the Robinson issue isn't as pressing. Um, that said, I do think they should try and sign him. If... if if Dean Garner it doesn't become an option, if West Ham go down, Dean Garner's definitely going to stay mm. with the Hammers. He's going to be absolutely integral to them trying to win promotion back to the Premier League. So there's a lot to it, but I would obviously love to see Robinson stay. Um, all the noises are that he's seen there's a future for him at Sheffield United, blah, 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 blah. But the bottom line is he has gone out on loan. Like if he was 
so 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 entangled to Sheffield United, he wouldn't have gone out on loan, would he? Mm. So they have they have sent him out on loan. They do obviously believe he can improve. They do believe he's got a future there, but they have sent him out on loan. He is so. I mean, he has settled like a duck to water. It's ridiculous. I mean, he is... He's too good for the championship, isn't he? He's, he's almost in that little bit of an in-between section. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think he's got a lot of potential still, and I think he could still be a very good Premier League player. That's his, certainly his ambition. Mm. Um, but it is ridiculous how quickly he's settled in. I mean, his relationship with Pereira and Kovinovic is hilarious. I mean, they're best buds, <laughs> yeah. like the three of them. are just absolutely loving life. Um, look, he's from the West Midlands, isn't he? Mm. He's from. He came through at Villa, so he's Jack Grealish's best mate. Um, look, if he is available at all, then it, it looks like he could be an Albion player next season. But it's a long, long way to go. But I would try and sign him. Kravinovic, I said before, if you asked me in January, maybe yeah, probably. If you asked me on January the first, would I sign him? No. Mm. Ask me today, absolutely would. I think he's been absolutely fantastic. Grown in stature. I think the system suits him, the 4 3 3. I think that brings the best out of him. Um, I think he'd suit Premier League football. I think as well, he'd suit Premier League football because he was very good at West Ham, wasn't he? Mm. Um, in the, and then he was in the number 10 role that day. So, again, like Kravinovic, as we've said before, had that bad injury at Benfica, was playing regularly for them before that injury, and it feels like an element of this loan is to get him fit. Mm. Um, but Look, if he's a, everyone's got their price. Everyone's right? got a price, and you wouldn't expect him to cost the earth. Um, Where, where's the line? Where do you draw the line? I'd say maybe seven million pounds, seven to eight million pounds. So if they, if Benfica said nine, would you pay it? I might. Oh, I think I think a seven million pounds a fair price. I think nine nine is a lot. The only thing you'd say is he has settled and he is such close pals with Pereira. Um, he's clearly an absolutely smashing lad, Kravinovic. Mm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. But yeah, that'd be my, my price. Six to, six to seven, really. Add-ons, maybe, on top of that. Yeah, you love an add-on. Uh, Patrick Crean. Is it a coincidence that Leeds and West Brom both dipped in form at the same time? and have both seemingly turned it around, or is there another reason, for example, squad depth or signings? I think Christmas is always a tricky period. So you've got so many games coming so quick, and then you've got injuries to add to that as well. I mean, Albion without Dean Garner, Pablo mm. Hernandez missed time for Leeds. I think there's something to be said about that Christmas period, because it, it can derail a lot of a lot of teams. It, it, I agree with what you're saying, but it didn't... Effectively, it didn't derail anyone else, did it? Like it was, mm. it was those two teams that like Brentford and Fulham kind they of they were took they pace, were fine. They? Yeah, they closed the gap, didn't they? There was that eleven point or ten point or whatever point gap it was, and it obviously disappeared. I keep think, I keep thinking, feel like I'm saying I've said this before, but I do think there's a, there's got to be a link there mm. between why they both stumbled. Um, you think it's a mental thing? I think it's a complacency thing. Like West Brom see that Leeds have lost, and they're like, oh right, okay, the heat's off us. We can we can go into this game a little pressure's off a little bit. I don't think it was that I don't think there I don't think Albion and Leeds are in linked. I think what wasn't linked was it was abundantly clear before those dips that they were the best two teams in the division. And yeah. I think they maybe all got both teams just got a, a touch complacent. Um because they had such a big lead and obviously then within the space of four or five weeks it completely evaporated, didn't it? Um 
I mean, I can remember, I can't remember what it was, but there was games I was uh, watching at home to let like, the goals go in. Mm. And there was evenings where Albion could have been out of the top two if results elsewhere had gone against them. Yeah. Um, they didn't, but, and you're thinking, my God, like, we've had an absolutely massive lead. Um, and it was very, it was anxious, like, it was an anxious time, but in the space of 10 days, that gap built up very quickly. It, it like, shot up to seven points. It's now nine points to... Mm. Could have been even more if Fulham and Nick's one right at the end yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when they, I, I, was, I was loving it when he saved that penalty. Oh, yeah, We yeah, had yeah. it, oh, I mean, my, my missus was watching Gillette Soccer, well, I keep saying Gillette Soccer Saturday, whatever it is, on a Wednesday night or whatever, and we were like, when he saved that penalty, I was like, oh, massive. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, they, I mean, fair play, Mitrovic, he, I mean, he cost 25 million quid, didn't he, but... Um, yeah, I think it must be... In a strange way, that seven-game run in the league where they didn't win... I is going to get them promoted, I think. Mm. Because I think it's that that's keeping everyone on their toes. Yeah, That's the driving factor why they're, man- they're maintaining their standards because Billich has constantly warned that a dip could be around the corner. They've had one and it could happen again. And I just, th- I just think Billich and Livermore just aren't going to let it happen. They're just, n- they're just not going to let it happen and that's why they'll go up. But mm. yeah, I-, I think they're linked. I really do think they're linked. Dale Smith. The beginning of the season, we were all worried about losing the goals scored by Dwight Gale and Jay Rodriguez. We've only scored three less than this time last year. I believe Slav needs high praise for this. Yeah, yeah, must have praise, yeah. Top scorers in the division. I mean, and that's... I know Robson Carnu scored scored 10 goals now. Yeah. But I mean, that's... When you think of a championship side and a leading striker in the division, you don't think 10 goals, do you? No, it's it's still obviously... There's time to go. Eleven games to go. But you wouldn't you wouldn't back him to hit twenty. You wouldn't back him to it. No, you wouldn't back him to hit twenty. But maybe, maybe, maybe he could get to fifteen. Mm. Um, I do think the twenty goal season striker is the biggest myth in football. Really, you don't need a twenty goal season striker to get up. People are absolutely steadfast that you do. Professional footballers say it like mm. you, they absolutely. But if you look, you, you look in, in like over the seasons, very few strikers get twenty goals. You get your outstanding ones who get like. 20 plus you know what I mean like your Harry Canes and your, yeah. they absolutely smash them and score practically every week but that 20 goal number is a bit bit of a myth you need someone in double figures you absolutely do Yeah. you need someone to get in that 15 mark um, but maybe Robson Carno will do that this season I think Austin's got 8 or mm. 9 Can't, must be 8 um, but like for, for, for the minutes he's played that's a good tally isn't it yeah it's not bad at all uh, Baz Forrest I think we should be prepared for a really tough game Saturday probably set to counter-attack us so patience will be key to break them down fans mustn't get frustrated it could be an ugly game discuss I think he's right you know have we got a Wigan preview section we do we can get onto that yeah yeah we'll get onto it get onto that uh, Lee asks can you ask Luke a straight question please Baggies to go up or Villa to stay up which would he pick let's test where his loyalty lies uh, Villa to stay up yeah there's absolutely no one listening to this podcast that believes you Alf asks have has Luke returned with a tie bride no my girlfriend would not be happy about that by the way imagine oh yeah I'm just, just going to a massage parlour that won't go well uh, Sol 11 years anniversary out there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he still didn't pop the question as mental I said, mate, as I said mental uh, Sol just says two words Martin Alton he's gone he's gone no, he's no longer in, affiliated with the club uh, GWBA 
This is an interesting one. Our starting centre-backs start for Nigeria and Egypt. AFCON 2021 will be from the 9th of January to the 6th of February, missing about five games if they go far, which is fairly likely for those teams. How do you think the club prepares for that? Do they replace Hagazi even if he keeps on performing? That's a great question. I tell you what, Nigeria and Egypt are both decent sides. Yeah. I mean... And those are two big names you're missing. It's, um, <laughs> Over an important part of the season too. Yeah, I mean, it's the first time I've ever thought about it, I've got to be honest. Um, they, needed, they need to add at centre-back anyway. Yeah, if they go up. two I'd say. But you know... It makes it even more of a priority knowing that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I think they desperately need to sign another centre back, at least one more centre back who is as quick as a Jai. Because I'm a big, big Carl Bartley fan, but Hagazi and Bartley together is not the best partnership. No. For being honest, um, you need you need you need balance. So yeah, I, I do look. I've got to be honest. Centre half is like. A massive area to strengthen for me in the summer. Mm. Massive, massive area. I've, I really like Ajay. I really like Bartley. I think they should be given a go. The last two games, I've seen what Agazi's all about. I, I, I have to admit, I wasn't massively impressed with him this season, but mm. he's been—he was excellent against Preston. He really was. I, I, I saw what everyone, what, what everyone else sees in him that day. Finally got into his groove. Finally got into his groove. Deserves his place in the team. You definitely start him on on Saturday. Mm. Um, he did really, really well. Mm. But yeah, that's a, I mean that's a, f- a smashing point, and Albion need. I think I think they need two, two more. So it's a comment piece coming on. And that's if Agazi stays. There's something I don't I don't know. This is absolutely no knowledge whatsoever. But I just, there's something that, to me that feels that Hagazi's time at Albion is coming to an end. Mm. I, don't, I just don't think he's the type of character who. I just don't think he's a squad player. I think he wants to be playing every single week. I don't yeah. think Bilic is going to guarantee him those minutes. I think he's only 28 or 29. Mm. He's there's probably a bit of money in him. You could probably he's got flog one more big one move. more move in him. Um, it wouldn't be a surprise for me to see him move on. Um, and if he did, obviously that takes away the Hagazi factor in that question. Yeah, you've just got one player going to the African Cup of Nations. So yeah, but either way, I think a couple of quick centre arms in the summer would be a big, big boost. Mm. Uh, a couple questions here. JP Genius, one we left over from last time. How many more points do Albion need to secure promotion? Tom W asks a similar question. I've actually done some research. Bloody hell. I know. I'm turning over a new leaf. Uh, points needed for promotion. It's an interesting question. Let me say you're turning over a new leaf in so many ways, mate. <laughs> <laughs> do me a favour. Um, so, I looked at the last five seasons in the Championship to see how many points you needed to go up. Last season, Norwich were title winners on 94 points. Sheffield United finished uh, with 89 points, which is good enough for second, but Leeds finished with 83 in third. So I really only needed 84 points. Season before that, Wolves won it, 99 points. Cardiff, 90. Fulham, 88, but they went up through the playoffs anyway. Season before that, Newcastle had 94 points. Brighton had 93 did they? 93, yeah. what an effort. Um to come second. Indeed. Uh, Reading had 85 points in third, so you really you could have had 86 points and gone up. Yeah, so it's um, 85, 86 mark, isn't it? Yeah, so I've actually done the math here. Uh, 2015, 2016, Burnley went up uh, alongside Borough. Uh, you needed 89 points to go up. 2014, 15, Bournemouth and Watford went up. You needed 89 points to go up again. 
So, the lowest needed to gain promotion over the past five seasons have been 84 points. Uh, 93 points for the title. The lowest. Wow. The most you need over the last five seasons is 90 points to just gain promotion. 99 points to win the title. Wowzers. So, on average, a second place finish over the last five years had 90 points. On average? On average. To win the title, the average was 94 points. Yeah. Currently... Albion have how many points? We will see. Albion currently have 69 points in 35 games. They've 69, got yeah. 11, 11 games remaining. And Albion are currently averaging a smidgen under two points a game. 1.97 points per game. So that was going to be my uh, stat that I was going to say. On those lines, I'm just double checking as as I speak because otherwise I look silly. But yeah, there is no team in the football league as it stands who are averaging two points a game. And Albion are averaging one point nine seven. So normally, normally by this stage of the season, there are two or three teams, maybe even three or four, who have averaged two points a game. Mm. Um, but no one is. However, if Albion beat Wigan. On Saturday, they will be averaging two points a game. Um, so at that clip, Albion will earn 22 more points this season. Yeah. Which is good for 91 points, which is higher than the average second place finish by a point. I mean, that will definitely, definitely get them automatic promotion. You'd imagine so. Um, and they're going to win the league, so... It's all going to be fine. They are going to win the league. 91 points would be... It wouldn't be unheard of. Um, to win the title, though, the lowest needed over the past five seasons have been 93. I generally think they'll... Look, I think they're going to go up and I think they're going to... I think they're going to win the league. Um, I think I agree with you. I don't see... I see Leeds... Leeds will slip up again at some point. There's going to be a point game. where Albion slip up and Leeds win, and it's going to get closer. It's definitely going to get closer. Surely. Surely it will. You've only got to care about third place, though, haven't you? Yeah, you only got to care about third place. And am I right in saying Fulham still need to play a ton of the top six teams? Yeah, that's, yeah I think so, yeah. They've got... Yeah. They, There's some big games left. I genuinely, hand on heart, believe Albion are the best team in the league. And I genuinely believe that no one below them is good enough to... No one, no one's good enough in that chasing... Not Leeds. Taking Leeds out of it. Taking the top two out of it. I don't think anyone's good enough to catch them. I don't think anyone's good enough to catch Albion or Leeds, really. Mm. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be Albion and Leeds going up. I really, really do. Albion are 1-25 to 25 on with the bookmakers to go up. Yeah. For good reason. 1-25 to 25 on. I mean, that is ridiculous. I wonder what their odds are at the start of the season. Yeah, I can't remember now. We did, we would have done a story on it, but I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, ninety-one points. Ninety-one points. Right, that's what you're guessing. That's what I'm guessing. Middleton asks, "Do you think Raheem Harper's performance was as good as what Sawyer's brings to Albion? And do you think Sawyer's frustration slash red card was a result of recent unwarranted criticism from Albion fans?" Yeah, I don't know. I don't know with Sawyer's. You know, um, 
so strange, wouldn't it, what happened? And just haven't really been able to get to the bottom of it. Um, Do you reckon there was some previous there? I think in terms of the previous, I think that the inter- only of them having ever got on well and remain being so disappointed in Jamie Patterson that he'd done that. I have to admit, it wasn't until much, much later, and I mean much, much later on that day, that I realised quite how like wildly Jamie Patterson lashed out his leg towards Sawyer's. Mm. It, it, it really did get lost in the whole... Like It did just look like they were battling for the ball, but essentially Patterson tried to kick his legs away. Yeah. I mean, he, he did, um, and that really got lost. And I think that's where it stemmed from. I think it was that kick, and it was Sawyer's like, mate, I've known you for years. Why are you doing that? Yeah, what are you playing at? What are you playing at? There's obviously then a bit of back chat. And look, has the criticism he's got recently from fans played a part probably like he's yeah. got a lot on his shoulders he like he, it will upset him remain I mean we all know how much he's loving being back at the club and I mean it must have been wonderful, wonderful for him in the first half of the season when um, he was getting all those plaudits and playing so he was, I mean he was absolutely brilliant wasn't he at, um, at the start of the campaign so yeah I'd imagine it was a combination of those things really that just saw him lash out it, I was upset by it I've got to be honest like he I think it's very easy to say these comments, what I'm going to say next, after situations like that. But he is genuinely the player you least expect it of. Mm. I'm not saying it just because it was him involved. Genuinely, if I was going to rank them who was least likely to do that, it would be Romain. Mm. Like, he is so mild-mannered and placid and so thoughtful of everything he says and does. Like You just would not have expected it from him. Um, and that was kind of Bilic's point post-match. He... he, he he wanted the ref to take that into account. Yeah. That it was Remain, which I don't think he can do really. No, it's, um, it, I mean it's got to be a consistency thing. If anyone wraps, you know, goes to someone's throat, yeah, they got to go. They got to go. You can't really defend it. But yeah, um, I'd imagine the fact that his form's dipped and he's had a bit of criticism that probably did play a part in it. Um, to be honest, but in terms of Harper, I thought he did well. For me, Sawyer still comes back in. Harper's mm. still got two more games to go. We'll see how he does in those, but. It's all about ball retention and moving the ball and finding players that role, and mm. that's what Sawyer's is great at. Um, he is the best passer, accurate, like percentage-wise. He's got the best pass percentage in the championship for any midfielder. Always passes the ball forwards, really. Um, yeah, for me, he comes back in. Uh, Simon has sent in a, a pretty good face swap picture here. I love that. Um, that might be a new face swap winner. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it's very well done. It's brilliant. Uh, it's it's a picture of myself and Joe Massey holding a what looks like a BBC Poddy of the Year award. Congrats on the award, guys. He says, if Luke Hatfield is invited to the end of season awards dinner, which award would he win and why? I'll leave that with you. Um, Baggy of the year. Oh, <laughs> Unbelievable. Sonil Patel, does Peltier even warrant a place on the bench in this current squad? Could he go the rest of the season without playing any games? Sounds like another Ali Gabir. Well, it's, it's interesting because the Cardiff fans are like, I think they're like, they're tweeting Peltier saying, come back, come back. Like, mm. you, you've gone there and you're not even getting a kick. Um, I think he hinted on social media he'd be involved in the Newcastle game. Uh, what can you do? What can you do? I mean... Dar Rocher's been brilliant at right back. Darnell Furlong has been so unlucky to lose his place at mm. right back. Bartley and Ajay have done really, really well. Agazi was excellent the other night. It looks like he's not going to get a lot of football 
No. Um, I'm sure this would have been discussed with him, though. Bilic, whoever spoke to him when he signed and saying, look, I can't guarantee you. He was playing for Cardiff, though, which does make it a bit strange. Um, but look, what can you do at the end of the day? Like, they're playing brilliantly, so they've just got to carry on, haven't they? Mm. Um, but the truth is, no, he doesn't want a place on the bench. Like, I'd rather Furlong was there, and I'd rather Bartley was there. Yeah. Um, so, no. Harsh on him, but... Tough one. Uh, West Brom Fan TV, the number one baggie's back, they say. Oh, there you go. Uh, Baggy of the year. Quick question, do you think Diangana gets straight back into this side? I mean, a couple of week, a couple of months ago, before January, of course, he's, he's walking into the side, but now, got a little bit of a challenge on his hands. I said this on my video as well, but I said that it was at half-time on Saturday, or was it, no, Tuesday, so many games, um, that it was the first time, was it was the genuine time, first time I thought, actually... He doesn't get in the team, does he? No. He, he he's not coming back in. It's absolutely mental because he's he's a Premier League winger for me, um, and I absolutely love love Callum Robinson. Like I think he's outstanding. But I do. Yeah. But I think it's going to be very interesting to see who does better in the Premier League out of those two. Mm. Very very interesting. Um, Probably works in his favour though because you're not rushing him back. Not rushing him back, and look, there's a long way to go, and injuries can happen, and look. Robinson gets injured or Pereira gets injured or if anything happens then obviously then Todd Dean Garner come in it's just ridiculous mm. um, I don't know I think the only way you could get him in was, is maybe bring him central for Kravinovic maybe yeah. no sorry like bring maybe bring Pereira central sorry yeah, yeah. for Kravinovic and then Dean Garner out wide mm. um, but the truth is that that's a disgusting three, that by, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Robinson, Pereira and Dean Garner. But everything's about balance. And the, and, the, and the truth is that Albion could not have played better in the last five games. They just mm. could not have played any better. They've absolutely battered everyone they've played. All right, not, not enough for us somehow escaped the Hawthorns of a point. But Scored two goals with one shot on target. But you play that game again there's only one winner like yeah. you play it nine times ten, nine times out of ten Albion win with that performance they've absolutely blitzed Preston they've blitzed Bristol City they've blitzed Millwall they've blitzed Reading like you can't play better than they have you mm. simply can't so he doesn't get in does he he doesn't get in doing all he can't beat this team at the minute the way they're playing they're just phenomenal Will asks a um, bit of a boring one but have you heard any news on contracts for the likes of Tulloch or Edwards N- not really no uh, the Edwards one's really odd after I think his mum got into a bit of a jumped on one of my stories oh yeah on Twitter and was like mm, there's more to this so I don't, I, don't, I don't know what's gone on there but everything we hear is that he's going to sign seems and I think the Tulloch thing's quite promising as well there's real mixed reports about Tulloch at the minute mm. um, but no I mean I mean, I I've got a bit of a hand on heart. I haven't done a lot of digging into it the last couple of weeks. It's one of those points in the season where it's like, contracts normally, they're either done before this point or once things are sorted out yeah. in terms of the league, aren't they? It's, it's not very often you'll tie up a contract in Everything know, feels about the games and like the importance of the games at the minute. Yeah. We, are, we are at the business end of the season, aren't we? Mm. Paul Chappell, is how Robson Connolly the greatest striker to ever play the game or just top three? We'll go top three. <laughs> uh, Dick Lawrence, 
if Dwight Gale scores on Tuesday, does it mean everyone will start banging on about signing him again? Uh, I hope not. I don't, I, I don't I think know. that ship sailed now. Yeah, the ship has sailed. Uh, Social Justice Paladin. Assuming players don't have any drop-off in form, how does Dean Garner fit into the team when he's fit again? You can't drop Pierre, you can't drop Robinson, you definitely can't drop Hal robinson Carnu. Would you find it hard to justify dropping Carl based on his recent form? Kind of just covered that. Uh, Dr. Jimmy, now we're right back in form and looking good for promotion. Will Billich field a much stronger side in the cup? That's an interesting one. I don't, I don't, I don't think he will. I think Newcastle are beatable, you know. Yeah, oh God, yeah, of course they are. I mean, they're um, not, for me, they're not, they're not much better than West Ham. I thought West Ham were bad. I oh, they were shocking, but I don't think Newcastle are great. No, not great. And you, you have to, you have to deal with the fact that Steve Bruce is obviously still worried about relegation. He's still going to be. He's not. I don't think he's going to take the game too seriously. If I told you now, though, the score is West Bromwich Albion 2, Newcastle 0, but after 30 minutes, Mateus Pereira came off with a twisted ankle, would you take it? Oh, no, no. You wouldn't take it. So I think that's, that's that answers that question, really. I think maybe if you get to the quarterfinals, you have to go again, you have to reassess things, but... I think he has to play a similar team to what he's played in the last couple. And do you know what? They'll have a chance. Yeah. They'll have a chance against Newcastle. Of course they will. It'd be good to give some players minutes. Austin particularly. Barry. Um, Zahor. Zahor maybe. I mean, even like Carl Edwards. Um, it's important to keep those players involved as well, isn't it? Mm. Like They're training all week for... Got to keep a squad happy. Yeah. Not just, not just an 11. There's a lot of players sat in the stands and... They do just they are training all week for absolutely nothing at the minute. So I think a lot of players will need that game. Power yeah, is hinted on social media didn't he he's gonna play, so you'd imagine that's sort of word from Billich. So that's the bottom line, isn't it? The last thing anyone wants is to miss Dean Garner with a twisted ankle for three mm. games, so you just wouldn't want it to happen, so Billich isn't gonna I don't I can't see Billich playing a full strength. Alright, a couple more. Um is it uh, Mark Willits asks, is it true that rabbits have a lucky Joe Massey foot? Our season didn't get started until he started reporting on us and our dodgy smell spell coincided with his paternity leave. Forget boiler man or baggy bird, Massey's our good luck mascot. There we go. What can you say? It is, it is, it, it all adds up. That was a fact. That, that the is pathetic a fact. facts you came out with earlier. They weren't pathetic, they're all true. They were dreadful. Dan Barnett, uh, you probably get asked this a lot but has there been any movement on the Barcelona and Louis Barry free fee situation? Uh, no, as of like, last time I checked was about 10 days ago, I think. And as of then, there'd been nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of them. I'm not going to ask every single day, but yeah, as of like 10 days ago, no, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Mm, uh, any more for any more? Uh, what's the best Albion away atmosphere you've witnessed this season? Uh, I don't know. I saw that question. I'm not sure. That's really hard for me to answer because I'm not in it. I'm sat. I'm jealous. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not in it. I'm just trying to think. I haven't covered as many away games as Mill you. Millwall away. Like, fair play. That was that was ace, really. Mm. I mean, I'm basing that on it was ace and they just deserve an absolute medal for going in those conditions. Oh, when, yeah. I've got to tell you what, I'm glad I missed that. Like, when you're told not to travel, when all the trains are cancelled, but they, like, got rewarded by them battering them. Absolutely battered Millwall. Um, I think we've still we've still got our best away following to come because you get into that part of the year where the weather gets a bit better. Chris uh, Brunt day is going to be epic. Yeah, 
on the last away game, like, that's going to be ace. If, like, loads of people go dressed as Chris Brunt. You've got some good weather. That would be quality. I think those are the... And you've got to the point there. If Albion win win the league, so, I mean, this we're, we're jumping ahead quite a bit. If they win the league away from home and they know it's kind of coming, you're going to have a good day then, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. There's been great following, though, every week, really. you just got to hope it's a good ground. Yeah. Because, like, no disrespect, but Griffin Park, I mean, it's not, it's not the best, is it? Bristol City was good away. Cause I went to... There's a place called Bedminster Cricket Club where you park. Mm. Went in there with Joe Chapman for a pint. Oh, nice. Met yeah. a few fans in there before a game. Sound. It was really good. It was really good. You What you want is like Fulham away, but we've already had Fulham. Yeah. That was a good game, though. That's, That's my was, first was, game. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I think, I think Albion are going to seal promotion at, at Fulham at home. What date's that? Uh, in terms of dates, I'm not too sure. When are I am missing I, one more game this season. Eighteenth of April. Right. I think that's got you know got a good chance of that happening. Which I'm, game are you missing? April the fourth. At home to Hull. Ah. Going to a wedding. Unbelievable. Poor form uh, from you that coming from a guy who's just been on the whole play for two weeks. Um, any more for any more? I should have really looked through these questions before. Um. How many players do you think Billich will let leave when we get promoted to the Premier League? Says Sean Lloyd. Leave? Oh, I don't know. Uh, you're scrolling for them too quick. This is a good one. Alex Dempsey. That's good. That was a good one as well. Um, the players I think might leave in the summer, I'll just say that. Yeah. I think Agazi might leave, which I've already said. Zahor? Oh, Zahor, I think, might leave. I think Austin might leave. you got Brunt going... Obviously, Brunt and Barry will go. I think, like, Bond will go. Al Habsi will go. Um, the one surprise one, I think, might go... It might be Matt Phillips. Yeah. I know what you mean. Because, As he's you know, got a contract this season. He's extended his contract this year, so... He's been linked away before, hasn't he, as well? I wonder it's, if... Um, do you think he's just kind of, like, he's, he's spent his time and another move comes in for him? I just think... He can't get in the team now, can he? Mm. So is he going to get in the team next year? I doubt it. I think it, that'd be the one I think might go. Yeah. Uh, last one. Uh, so so sorry for missing some of these because there have been so many good questions. Alex Dembski asks, if slash when we go up, you can sign three players from the Championship to play in the Prem, who would they be? Ah, do you know what? That is so weird. Um... Because I've just been looking like that this morning. That is an absolute stroke of luck. Have you? Yeah. I'll give you my... Oh, shall we go one at a time? Okay. I'll give you one. Mitrovic. Wouldn't sign him. You wouldn't sign him? No. Well, Albion won't sign him. So I'm going to do realistic signings. You're doing realistic? Why Why is it not realistic? Because they won't pay £25 million for a player. Look. Like Mitrovic, they probably want more than that for him. That's what they paid for him, so they're not going to sell him for anything less than what they bought him for. Mm. Um, so, no. Shut up, Luke. Stop making suggestions. Um, so, one of them is a player that they'll face on Saturday from Wigan. Yeah, it's Anthony Robinson, the left back who saw 
move to AC Milan claps. Oh yeah. Uh, flew out, didn't he? Uh, flew out, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's gutting that is. Um, yeah, I think he's a good player, um, and I think Albion are going to be desperately need a left back because mm. um, you can't rely on Kieran Gibbs to be fit. Um, and well, Connor Townsend's been absolutely ace actually the last month, but I think you need you need a left back. Questions about about his Premier League quality. Yeah, and the questions, massive questions about Gibbs now. I mean, like let's be honest, he's barely kicked the ball, has he? So he's got to be wrapped in cotton wool twenty four seven. So I'd go. Yeah, that would be. I'm looking at him realistically. I think he's he would be a, a good one. I'm going to go unrealistic. I'm going to stick with my unrealistic suggestions. Saeed Ben Rama, absolute player. Um. Yeah, he is. I mean, he is. See, that I don't think that is as unrealistic as um, as Mitrovic. Do you think, no disrespect to Albion, he gets a bigger move if Brentford don't go up? Because Villa, Villa were interested in him, didn't happen. But surely there's going to be other Premier League teams who are sniffing now. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably. Mm. He probably gets like a, a, a Newcastle. A mid-table, yeah. Yeah. Someone like secured in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, so, I could talk about this all day now. So, the next one... Because oh, I've, I've just been thinking about this this morning... Is oh, I'll go because I'm going realistic. Jed Wallace at Millwall. Millwall. Yeah, um, he was linked with a prem move in January. Was he? Yeah. Um, Nothing. I don't think anything materialised from it. But uh, always liked him. Uh, I mean, he's ex Wolves. Um, I liked him. I liked him there. I liked. I very. I mean, I watched him a lot in League One um, for Portsmouth. Thought he was very, very good. He's he's gone up another gear now. He's a top, top championship player, top, top championship player, and that's what I think. Albion are going to shop in two markets this summer, and it is the best players in the championship, mm. plus absolute gems they can find abroad that we've never heard of, yeah. like Mateus Pereira, like Filip Kravinovic. So, I think Jed Wallace would give real like options going forward. Um, mm. If you if you play a four three three, I mean he plays on the right side. Which is Pereira's side, so obviously then that isn't that would be an issue if you go. He'd have to play four two three one, mm. but um, yeah. But I think he, he could do a, he, he could do a job anywhere really in that front three, left, right, central. So I think he's. I think I really like him. I do. And if Phillips was to go, and if Robinson and Dean Garner weren't to stay, mm. you need to strengthen in those areas. And I think Jed Wallace would be a good one. My last suggestion: I'm staying with Brentford. Oh, that was mine. That was going to be mine. That's my like most outlandish one. I think he'd he literally to me fits the exact mould of Callum Robinson. Scores goals in the championship, needs a chance in the prem. Yeah. I don't think he'd be ridiculously expensive either. There's something about Brentford that makes you think their players won't be ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Um, I mean Ben Rama, you're talking twenty mil, but Watkins, thirteen, fourteen. Oh, maybe not. He scored a lot of goals this season. Yeah, I'm gonna throw in one more. Go on. I've forgotten his first name, which is something. I think it's Dara. Yeah, it is. Dara Lenahan. Never heard. Uh, Centre half at Blackburn. Good player. Mm. 
good, good, good centre-half, like him. And Blackburn always choke every time they get anywhere near the playoffs. They're ridiculous mm. for choking every time they get anywhere near the playoffs. They're always in touching distance and bottle it. So if a club came in for him, he would probably have to go. Mm. Um, yeah, he's another player I like. So we go Watkins, Lenahan, I've gone. I've gone Watkins, Mitrovic, one of them two, and Ben Rama. Wallace and Robinson, yeah. I'm, I'm think I'm shopping in a slightly higher market than you. Yeah. <laughs> but they are, they are... They'd all be good signs, wouldn't they? Yeah, they'd all be good signs. I feel they're realistic, everyone I've said, really. I'm not sure about Watkins. Be a good sign in there. Be a good sign in, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, that does it for questions. Uh, quickly talk about Wigan, although we are running on a little bit. Um, first versus 22nd. Big chance to stretch the lead at the top. Um, Albion were lucky to get a point there last time. Very yeah. lucky. You'd imagine they can go out and try and get a three today. Uh, not today, this weekend. So, I've, this is completely given away the comment piece. I've always write a comment piece on the games preview, and this is completely mm. given away what I said. But that Wigan game will be, when we look back on the season, that Wigan game at DW was season-defining. Mm. Absolutely no doubt about it. It was, it was that week where they played Swansea, battered Swansea. They had Wigan on the Wednesday, and they had Blues at 12 o'clock on Saturday. Mm. Bilic rested Pereira and Dean Garner at Wigan. They're both on the bench. Albion put in comfortably what was their worst performance in the season. Wigan battered them. They completely outplayed them, really. Yeah. Um, and it was only an absolute horror show. I've had to write the names lad down. Jamie Jones, the goalkeeper. I mean, God knows what he was doing, picking up that ball mm. in front of his own goal line. It was ridiculous, and from which Austin lashed home, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, but Albion, that is the luckiest point Albion have got all season. Um, and it's had such a big impact on this on this team because they won at Blues the next game, but then the seven unbeaten seven game winless run happened and mm. started after that. So Billet this time around, you can just feel it. Like we're in what is it February the what I don't know what is it twenty seventh of February. They've already played six games this month. Mm. He has made one unforced change this month, Billet. Um, which is Agazi for Bartley. Mm. He's kept the same team every single week, pretty much. Obviously, Soyuz has had to come out because of suspension, but you can just tell Bilic, it feels like he has got his team. They're wonderfully well-balanced. Of course, they must, they must be tired. Of course, they must be. They've played a hell of a lot of games, mm. but he's going with it, it feels like. It feels mm. like he's going with it unless he has to. Um, Settled. And so, and I think that is basically because of that Wigan game. Mm. Uh, he's learned from that game. Um, he, he, he will not want to do anything to disrupt the flow of this side, and it did. They weren't even good at Blues, were they? No, they got away. With they it. got Charlie, away. With Charlie it. Austin scores a worldie, and then a, a, a very good header. It, I mean, it was a miracle tactical change from Billich. Out mm. of nowhere, played three-five-two, didn't they? Yeah. Just completely switched it up, and I think it was Darlong, Darnell Furlong and Kyle Edwards who were the wing backs, yeah. and they didn't ever go in their own half like no. they were effectively like a front four yeah you kind of had Romain um, Sawyer's drop in deep didn't yeah you? it was it was like mental so that Wigan game is a wake up call it got, I've got absolutely no doubt about it that is what Billich will be saying to his players like mm. I mean they're showing absolutely no signs of complacency whatsoever um, but that will just be something else you can say remember what happened in December Wigan, who are in the relegation zone, but they're four unbeaten. Mm. They've won the last two, and they're four unbeaten. They, they are a decent side. 
he'll be saying there's absolutely like they've got to be at their best to beat them yeah and they have lost Trey Dunkley though serious looking injury yeah and he's a he's big a miss for big, them big, big big miss for them I think he's their joint top scorer mm. um, I think um, but look the game's going to go like this they've got a big key for more up front a player I, I, I've always liked them um, very very useful target man they're going to smash balls up to him they've got more direct in recent months and it's going to be up to Agazi really to win that battle with Moore mm. and then it's going to be up to Livermore to sweep up all those second balls and if they do that then Albion should should quite comfortably control the game um, and then you would expect them to score wouldn't you I yeah. mean you just do um, with the quality of Callum Robinson who's ball into the box for Hal Robson Carnew's goal the other night was absolutely beautiful yeah um, and just how well he's playing all round, and Robson Carno and Pereira and Kravinovich, blah, 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 blah. You'd expect them to score a couple. But, yeah, but it's not it's not a given by any stretch of the imagination. Give me a prediction before we go. I think it'll be... Uh, I think it'll be three now, Albion. Took the words right out of my mouth. Um, because they've been so good in recent weeks... But their goals scored hasn't matched their performances mm. in many ways. Um, I mean, Ali didn't score more at Reading. I think Robinson hit the bar twice. Um, I mean, Rob, he missed two good... I mean, Declan Rudd made two excellent saves to deny Robinson against Preston the other night. I think, mm. like, they they, des- they deserve to score more than, they're gonna, than they've been getting. And I fancy them just to go a little bit better against Wigan. Just one yeah. better, maybe. Um, so I'll go three now. I'll take that. We'll take that. Um, right, we'll both be there. We'll both be at the Hawthorns. Oh, he's back. Yeah, I'm back. Ah, oh, look at the smile on your face as well. Looking so forward happy to it. it. Looking forward to it. Um, but that does it for this podcast. Um, if you could give us a rating and a review on iTunes, we'd absolutely love it. it does us so? It does help us so so much. Does it? Uh, it really does yeah, on does iTunes. Yeah. What is our rating? Do you know? Got a lot. We got a lot of five stars, but reviews are helpful too, and we love reading them. We're going to read through. We actually just. Discussed this, didn't we? Later on this season, we're going to read through some reviews. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you could all give reviews, it only takes two minutes. Just go on iTunes if you've got it. Don't worry if you haven't. Um, and we'll read through some of the best ones later on this season. Hopefully, when I've been a secure in Premier League football. But right from me, from Joe, a fun farewell for now. Goodbye.